On this episode of the podcast, we're going to talk about the reasons why September has been a dreadful month for the stock market. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Parag. Hopefully you can tell from this conversation that I am I, I take things very seriously, but I'm laid back. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. You may want to do some reallocations based off how you're currently invested. This podcast addresses financial issues for all ages, from those just starting out up to retirees. It's Your Finances Untangled. Untangling your finances and taking a look at it from so many angles is what we do on this podcast. It is Your Finances Untangled. I'm consumer advocate Dave Perkins with Mo Param of Cloud Vesters. Cloud Vesters, you'll learn more about on the podcast here. It's a, uh, well, if you want to call it a virtual fiduciary firm, but with this though, with this one thing that will always be important to Mo and the team, and that's the human touch. Mo, how are you today? I'm doing good, Dave. That was a great intro. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. It's true. And I love the I love your model because you do have the human touch. You have clients and you know if their kids play soccer or you know uh you know them. They're they're Yeah. Yeah, we had um yeah, we, we know if clients playing if the kids are playing soccer or baseball, um, what they're doing in college. I mean, it's not it's not just a robo advisor firm or, you know, you're gonna get a different advisor every time you call us. You have your dedicated advisory team, your, your dedicated financial advisors and their team that's working with you. But we just do it on a virtual platform where we were able to reach and connect with clients throughout the country because uh, of you know the use of modern technology. So it's a great blend of you know the human approach, like you mentioned, and also using uh, some technology behind it. Yeah, it really is. Cloudvestors.com. Cloudvestors.com. Okay. We're going to look, as you said, at reasons why it's not been a great September um, as far as the markets go. Uh, and and it, has, it has been, I've noticed it. But in opening up, is that kind of a normal thing? Is September one of those months where they take a break a little yeah, bit? Yeah, you know, uh, and really there's no real reason behind the fact of why September tends to be a bad month for the market. Uh, there's a, there's a term called the September effect. Yeah. And really that's where we've seen, um, over the, over the years where just the, at the indexes, the average indexes, whether it's the S and P, the Dow have just been uh, pretty bad. And there's just been declines in the market in September. And we, we're, we're talking about going back from 1950s, where this anomaly just happens to this is to continue to happen year after year. And it's not just in the U.S., it's globally. It just yeah. seems that September just tends, tends to be a negative, uh, a negative time for the markets. Or, or if you look at it like, hey, we're just going to take a break. You know, let's step back and and assess. <laughs> yeah, let's pump the brakes a little bit. <laughs> you know, we've had a we've had a great summer. So let's uh, take a step back and, you know, we're gearing up for the holidays. So let's reassess and revalue some of our investing. You know, have we, uh, summers tend to be a nice run in the market. So maybe uh, there's a sense of let's, let's, let's lock in some of the gains that we've already accumulated. And uh, maybe let's kick out some of the losers um, that we've had throughout the year. So September just tends to be a very volatile month. And uh, there's even a name for it, the September effect. Now, that is in a normal year. <laughs> and 2020 <laughs> right. is far from normal. So oh we had a, a, a huge crash in February, March, and we had a mm -hmm. rapid recovery. Is there some fear among investors that we've hit? They've hit the peak earnings. 
Yeah, you know, um, if you look at some of the the, the leaders of the what, what's really taken us out of this. Res- oh, what do we call it? We're still in a recession. Yeah. Uh, even though it may not feel like it, it may not but be a technical t- by the technical sense, but. Yeah, not by the technical sense, but when you see unemployment and, you know, there's fears around, um, you know, people uh, affording their day-to-day living and, you know, the rental market's looking like it's going to be a doozy start October. Yeah, there's a definitely disconnect between uh, Wall Street and Main Street. But if you look at the companies that have really been um, the leading us out of this, uh, called the trough of the market where things were just going bad, uh, a lot of it were the tech companies. Yeah. And a lot, of, and, and Nasdaq and the tech and the tech companies, the big tech companies, have really been leading us out of these uh, out of this downturn. Well, there's fears that, well, maybe they've hit their peak, maybe they hit their performance peak in there, and now it's just, well, again, we have to maybe pull back and and realize some of these gains and take some money off the table, because, you know. Are they going to be able to keep that run moving forward? I mean, if you look at some of the valuations that were uh, that we were seeing, I mean, companies were were trading at 20, 30 times their you know PE ratio, which is astronomical. Mm-hmm. And so, so, so now you have your investors, uh, not just institutional investors, but your retail investors that are saying, okay, maybe it's run its course, at least for uh, at least for now. Let's let's do what you know. Investing 101 is, you know, buy low, sell high. So yeah. let's sell at the high and reap what we've done and move forward. So yeah, there's there's fear that we've that some companies have reached their peak earnings. And okay, so yeah, it, it, it makes me think of when a lot of good things happen to me, I can't even enjoy it. I guess it's part of my personality, but I'm thinking, okay, what <laughs> what's happened? With something bad is getting ready to happen. Is, is it possible that this this rapid recovery that people are just a little jittery going? Oh, this has just been too fast, too, too fast, f- too fast, too good. And if you start if you start looking at uh, you start pulling things under and looking under the hood, you start seeing, like I mentioned before, there's a real disconnect. I mean, how can the market have recovered so rapidly when we have, I think the last number was about still 12 million people still receiving unemployment. I mean, the job, the jobless uh, report came in this week, uh, less than actually higher than anticipated. So we're still, you know, unemployment is still at a, at a, at a high, um, you know, there were a lot of people that were still waiting for a stimulus package to come to help them with their day-to-day expenses. Uh, people are still working, still working from home. Uh, this whole COVID thing is still at forefront of people's minds. So, how could you put that all into a pot? How is the market doing so well? It's not a stew that I enjoy. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's not a stew that I enjoy as well. Well, you so, know, yeah, the whole no. thing too is, and just kind of based on that, is it? it I've never seen, to me, such a, a strong disconnect between Main Street and Wall Street. Is is the way it is now normal in in this? I mean, because in 08, Main Street and Wall Street suffered. But it's this right. time Main Street cont- it continues to really suffer in many ways, and Wall Street came back quickly. Not that that's a bad thing, but is that too much of a disconnect? It's too much of a disconnect. I mean, and on one aspect, you could, you could think of it as, well— we learned our lesson. Well, I won't say we, we've learned our lesson, but we saw what the impact of, of 2008, 2009 had on the economy. Yeah. And there's still people that are still recovering from that. Um, so the government has done its best to, to, uh, to make sure that hopefully that doesn't happen again. 
And so what they've been doing now, or what they did earlier, was just print as much money as they can, try to stabilize this economy as much as possible. You know, they declared some companies and some industries as uh, critical and not critical. And so you had companies that were just shut down, boom, just like that. And now we're trying to recover from it. And so with, uh, you know, different memorandums coming in where you can't kick lender, you can't kick your renters out if they have, if they're, if they're behind on their mortgage payments, Um, you know, student loan interest rates, or at least government student loan interest rates are basically on forbearance to the end of the year. I mean, this, everything that's being done is to keep this economy steady. At the same time, Wall Street has been using it as, well, Again, the disconnect is a lot of this tech technology companies have been basically holding us up in addition to the government. And with people staying from home, kids are you know doing virtual learning. The idea of a new world, a tech world, which is great for us because, uh, and I mean us being cloud investors, because we were a little, a little bit ahead of the curve of understanding the the use of using technology to to reach out to our clients. But that is really causing this disconnect where, you know, the market is do well, has been doing well, has recovered. But if you look at September, all the gains from this year have been eradicated. So now we're almost we're back to square one. We're flat, at least for the S and P five hundred year to date. So all the runs that we saw in the summer have all been pulled back and erased, and now we're back to square one. We've got a lot more to cover, but I did want to say with this, and we do have more reasons why it's been not a great September for the stock market, but with Cloudvestors, with your clients, you you build in and you factor in and take into consideration situations like this, even though this one uh, was a sucker punch to us in 2020, so that your clients, whether they're just starting working and getting in the investment game or in retirement, are, are protected. The plan, and it all, it all goes back to the plan. It goes back to the plan that keeps their objectives, their goals protected, because we always know and we can always fall back to a financial plan. And that's what we do at Cloud Investors. We create financial plans for clients so that way their goals, their dreams, their aspirations, their money uh, is protected and it falls back to with the plan. How can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning? The convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor, but also maintaining the human touch. That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. They're an endorsed Dave Ramsey SmartVestor. That's a relationship you can trust. At CloudVestors, you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy. It's all about specific, customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life, whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement. Holistic financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. The technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's Cloudvestors. That's cloudvestors.com. Hey, we're back. It is your finances untangled. I'm consumer advocate Dave Perkins with Mo Param of Cloud Vesters, and we're taking a look on the podcast today at why September was not so great for the stock market. And I know we kind of touched on this, Mo, but so are investors feeling that stocks have become overvalued? Yeah, yeah. You know, if you look at not just the retail investors, but institutional investors as well, have kind of uh, pumped the brakes a little bit on their on their 
I'm buying. And some of these companies are just being overvalued. I mean, I won't name a particular company, but I saw um, the IPO came out this uh, this week. Again, this is the week of, uh, as, we're, as we're recording today is uh, September 25th, but an IPO came out this week and it was, it was trading at, you know, 30 times revenue. And it was just, it was just way too much that, that investors are, are just really taking a step back and saying, okay, how much more can, can these companies in this environment right now continue to grow? You know, am I, am I, am I paying for something more than I really should be? And if even if I'm a long-term investor, how how much how much longer or how much of this uh, runway can these companies have? So you're, you're seeing this cool off. You're seeing you're seeing this sell off as 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 customers are thinking about. All right, well, I need to get back in at the right time at the right price. And I'm never not trying to market time or anything of that sort. But it's just again we're going back to that disconnect. There's a disconnect behind some of these valuations of these companies. So. Investors are saying, well, this may not be a good time, especially new investors are thinking maybe this, this may not be a good time to get into the market right now. And, you know, you mentioned that September, it's somewhat normal to take a break, stop, reassess. But again, this is 2020. So is part of what we saw in September a little bit of a fear of a second wave of COVID-19? Yep. You hit you hit it right in the nail around the head, Dave. Yeah, there is, you know, now... You know, states have been reopened for a while now, especially here. Well, here in the U.S., states have been reopened for a while now, and we're starting to see that the numbers are starting to spike up again in certain areas, and so and even overseas, um, the numbers are starting to spike up, and there's a fear that um, there may be some form of a lockdown across the across the pond, as they say, mm-hmm. and there's also a fear that maybe. Um, as winter starts to you know creep its way in, which is your typical you know f- flu season, right? What's what's Corona? What's the COVID going to look like during that time frame, especially with uh, you know things being reopened again? So that's that's one of the fears. You know, the fear is, um, are we going to see a spike um, in, with COVID and with and you know vaccines still and with the flu? And with with vaccines still not you know on the docket of being you know readily available anytime soon, you know there's a fear. There's a fear that we're going to go back to maybe not a lockdown as before, but maybe a fear back into the market's going to you know take a reverse again. Or yeah, or somewhat of a lockdown. It's, it's that fear of unknown, and that's what 2020 has been the year of the unknown. And this next thing, uh, Mo, to discuss is maybe not so much fear, maybe more jitters. But we do have a presidential election, and and getting closer to the presidential election, we have the passing of a Supreme Court justice, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So then, the mm-hmm. unknown on uh, who's going to replace her, and and who will it be, Donald Trump or Joe Biden? Who makes that choice? We just at the time of this recording, don't know. So there's right. jitters there. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. We don't know. And yeah, in a, in a in your regular typical election year, there's always there's always jitters around what's what's going to happen. Is there going to be a new administration, or you know what's on the what's on the on the docket for for taxes and everything of that sort? But this year is different. You know, um, it's a it's one of those elections that is on everyone's mind. I mean, everyone you can think of is talking about this election in particular, our clients as well. And we just don't know what's going to happen. You know, there there was there was rumors of, you know, a second stimulus package coming in 
um, and both sides were talking back and forth. But as you mentioned before, with the passing of you know Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, it seems like uh, the attention of a second stimulus has been um, has been pushed to the side to one see who's going to replace her, you know who's going to replace uh, who's going to replace her on the Supreme Court. And then we're almost at October. We're almost at October. So now we're going to think about the election. So who's going to win? You know, some analysis analysts are are seeing a Biden victory and a Democratic sweep. Uh, and that could mean um, much impact to just not our personal taxes, but to industries uh, overall. Some some industries and sectors might be hurt um, if a Democrat uh, win, comes into the office. And then if uh, Trump wins, then, you know, there's, there's concerns that um, – well, with social justice, social unrest, but also there may be an easing in taxes. Uh, there's some fears that if Democrats win, we're going to see uh, the higher income earners are going to see some of their taxes being raised. So if, at least if, if Trump wins, his whole campaign is about taxes, banging them lower and keeping corporate taxes as low as they can. So that'd be a good thing for corporations, which could hopefully mean that they'll spend more uh more consumer confidence, and with companies spending more, hopefully they'll they'll add more comp- they'll add more jobs, so that hopefully that revives the economy. So the, again, the fear of you know who's going to win, uh, the trepidation of who's going to win. What play do I do? What play do I use? Depending right. on who wins, is causing you know uh, investors to really take a step back and saying, okay, how do I how do I navigate this this situation? Yeah, there's so many things this year that are so different. It's really kind of hard to to look at history or if it's a football team to go back and look at the film or past <laughs> games because it's a new game. What about it's a small world too and we're, we're so uh, tied in together with glo- other I mean global markets. So is there a performance? Did that have an effect on what we saw in September of the stock market? Yeah, over mar- overseas markets have remained under pressure. I mean, they're 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 going pretty sluggish, and then there's been a rise in some of these countries as far as COVID is concerned. And so, um, that being said, has has caused a lot of pressure with with the overseas market. I mean, and uh, what's on everyone's mind here, or not also what's on everybody's mind, but what's forefront in a lot of news is you know the the. Uh, uh, the Cold War, if you want to call it, that U.S. is having with China. It, it looks uh, like it's heading to that possible. Some people fear <laughs> that it is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we're we're going back and forth with China on a lot of different areas, yeah. and that's and that's causing a lot of fear and tension of you know, especially with manufacturing. What's what's going to happen to certain companies if you know if tariffs continue, if um, blocks continue, if uh, you know some of these tech companies are being uh, on the chopping block as far as being downloaded on, on our on our phone. So what's that tension going to look like? But over overseas valuations have have signaled that um, uh, not only the US equities are overvalued, but you know these overseas companies are just struggling to keep up. Now, another thing, too, with September, maybe I look at this wrong, but you've mentioned stimulus, and um, I I think of stimulus as far as stimulus to business, stimulus Mm -hmm. to individuals, and stimulus to Wall Street, you know, three different forms of it. Maybe that's the wrong way to look at it, but uh, is there fear, or has the Fed pulled back some of the stimulus, some of what they did, the techniques and strategies they used to get this recovery back on Wall Street? On on some of them, I mean, like they, you know, the, the Feds, you know, did throw in, you know, three trillion dollars into the market, so that's already been infused, and that plan is really taking its, it's, it's still going in place, so that that's already been done, 
you know, um, also, you know, there's been talks about, you know, not even thinking of increasing interest rates Mm -hmm. for at least 2022, 2023. So that's, there's, there's, I can't imagine any, that being on a docket to be discussed anytime, anytime soon, as far as interest rates being, um, to being, being raised. But as far as the increase in unemployment, uh, unemployment benefits, well, that has stopped. So, um, that extra 600 a week that some people were getting, that's no longer, that's no longer there. So that's been eradicated, um, with, uh, the bailout that some of these industries, I mean, the airline company, uh, uh, the airline industry, some of, com- some of these companies are looking for another round of stimulus just to keep them afloat. And that doesn't seem to be on uh, passing anytime soon. Again, I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. Maybe something happens next week, but it doesn't seem uh, positive, especially with uh, the Supreme Court nominee is, is really what's been on the minds right now. You know, yeah. can tr- can you know can Trump get the person that he wants in place before this election? Before the uh, election, exactly. Before the that's, election, at this time of this recording, that's the big big if. Yeah, or will the Dems kind of kind of uh, block it in in order to make sure they get the person they want in office? So, yeah. so some of these mechanisms that were being that were, that were being talked about seem to be put on the back burner. And again, we're getting really close to the election. You know, we're getting really close to the election. So, again, could something pass through and be signed uh, so the feds can, can continue uh, doing what they were doing? It could happen. Anything could happen. But it just seems that, um, you know, that's just not on the forefront of, on everybody's minds right now, even though a lot of analysts are saying a second round has to be done. There has to be a second round. But... You know things that have to be done and things that that actually do get done. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, two that's, different uh, things. Two different things. I've heard it said as wish in one hand and something else in another. See which one fills up quicker. But that's that's actually different because we don't know now uh, with the uh, where where the stimulus will go. There's so much at the time of this recording we don't know. But and, and I yeah. know you don't know this, nor nor does anybody really. But to close it on somewhat of a positive note. And now, if you did know exactly where the market will go from here, uh, then you would be sitting in a mansion somewhere, probably not talking to me, probably telling me, Dave, bring me Hassenpfeffer. But you, but you, you, where do you think, there, I mean, it was September just a little bump in this recovery or what? You know, I think September was a reality check in some aspects. I think September was a reality check for investors um, and for non-investors, you know, whoever's paying attention that, uh, yes, there's September, there's always going to, well, say there's always going to be, but for history has shown that September is going to be a bumpy road. Mm-hmm. So we should have expected some form of a decline. Um, but the, the rapidness is speed. The, 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 uh, the gravity of this decline, I didn't foresee it. So I think it's just a it's it's a it's a re I think it's a re, re, reawakening that the markets are volatile. You know, have a plan when it comes to investing. Understand that there's uh, that when you invest, you are taking some type of inherent uh, inherent risk, but it's not a bad risk if you understand where you can take smart risk and you can have smart money. Sorry, safe money and smart risk. Understanding how to blend the two 
is great for you. If you're younger, market volatility can be your best friend. Or if you have a long-term time time horizon, you've got time. So granted, this could be a market volatility. This could be a bump. Don't sweat it. You know, understand what it means and understand what you have to do to make positions, uh, to position yourself and position your assets uh, accordingly. So, you know, I'd say at the end of the day, breathe, take a step back. The Mm -hmm. world isn't going to an end. The market always rebounds. Uh, it's just understanding where do you need to be, where do you need to be invested to catch the rally when it does. And if and Mo and the team at Cloudvestors know the right strategies for you where you are in life. As you said, younger, you've got time to rebound. Uh, older, you want to reassess your risk and your appetite for risk. And they're going to take a look at that individually for you. Cloudvestors.com. By the way, shout out to my man Bugs Bunny on the Haas and Pfeffer reference today on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and Mo, I knew I heard that from somewhere. I couldn't remember where it was from. It was Bugs Bunny, the king. <laughs> Bring me Hassan Pfeffer. But uh, yeah, great, great. Today, uh, certainly taking a look back because at the time of this recording, we're late in September and looking ahead the best we can in a year of unknown. Be sure to like, rate, share this podcast, and let's make it go viral around the world. Yeah, let's let's share it to everyone you know. Share it at your work. Share it at, with your friends. Just share it with everyone. Uh, it's a great podcast, and uh, we just want to reach out to everyone you can think of. So rate, review, like us, and join us. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Mo Param nor his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.